I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I'm such a fuzz. Well, to be fair, you had a lot to remember, so. I did quite well, actually. I did quite well. For me, that's quite successful. Yeah. Okay, hello everyone, and welcome back to Not Another Whiskey Podcast. We are on episode 16, the grand finale for 2021, and it's going to be a great one as we round off the year. Mitch, did you think we would make the entire seven months together, recording episodes, spending many an evening together? It's been quite emotional. It's, it's been quite intimate, but yeah. yeah, of course it did, mate. We're like the ant and of the deck of the Scotch whiskey world, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah. It's our final episode of the year and as I say, we're going to go out with a bang and we have with us and we're very lucky to have with us today the man, the myth and the legend, um, a gentleman who has uh, always been very kind to us over the years, certainly in our time in whiskey is Mr. Charles McLean, MBE. Welcome to the show, Charlie. <laughs> Thanks, <Jess. laughs> really we had to get the MBE in there, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does yeah, that yeah, yeah. still sound weird, Charlie, when someone oh, says it does, that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yours is in the post, Mitch. <laughs> yeah. Well, great to see you, Charlie, and thank you so much for letting us A, into your house, and B, agreeing to be on our, our wee show. So, just to set the scene for everyone listening, we're currently sat in Charlie's house in the heart of Edinburgh, surrounded by some amazing whiskey and his incredible library of whiskey books that Charlie's amassed over the years. Just before we started recording this, Daz and I actually, well, I shouldn't say Daz and I, Daz banged up a few blood and sands yep. uh, to get this uh, show going. Yep. And uh, Daz actually popped Charlie's cherry on blood and sands because you'd never had one before, right, Charlie? Nope, that's correct. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm amazed by that. It's my, it's, and I said this to you before, it's my favourite whiskey cocktail. And when I was working in bars here in Edinburgh, if anybody came in and said, you know, I'm not really sure about whiskey, I don't know if I'm going to like it, I'm scared of big smoky flavours or whatever it is, you know, the reasons why people tend not to try whiskey... Blood and Sands always a drink I used to jump in with. Mm. I'm amazed no one's just put one in front of you and gone, Charlie, what do you think? You know, How do you, what are the components for Blood, blood and Sand? So historically, it's four equal measures of sweet vermouth, cherry brandy, scotch, typically a blend, and orange juice. Um, so the first one I made was with Ardbeg Wee Beastie, uh, which you both weren't a fan of. Thanks, lads. Um, <laughs> then we made one, uh, the second one we made... What it normally should call for is a blended scotch. And we've gone for Adelphi this time. Good pal of mine, uh, Mr. Ryan Chetty, bartender extraordinaire. We used to argue on this bar platform many, many years ago about what the right whiskey for a blood and sand was. And 
Uh, I, I actually still prefer the smoky because I like it gives it a fourth dimension. You know, you've got bitter in the vermouth, you've got sweet in the cherry, you've got that lovely citrus note in the orange, and then smoke in there, I think, I, is something I, that I works. I found but... the, the, the smoke dominated yeah, too, yeah. Too, too much. It didn't allow the others to come through. Yeah. Um, this one, this one, I think, works a bit better. I think your recommendation although, is I think, better. I think, yeah. I think I think it probably needs a slightly higher strength blend. You know, Fair, the, yeah. The, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, Charlie, the whole theme of this episode is Charlie McLean's guide to drinking whiskey over Hogmanay, right? So so where are we going to put this blood and sand into your, your, your drinking agenda? Breakfast, breakfast the following morning. Breakfast, breakfast. New, new, new Year's morning. This is a wee hangover. Well, I think of that dog. little bit of citrus, it's, it cleans the mouth. Mm. Mm. Sharpens you up a mm. little bit. Yeah, yeah. And it's yeah. not my, it's not challenging, right? It's, mm. it's an easygoing drink. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh. By the way, just to explain to anyone listening from abroad that may not have been to Scotland... Hogmanay is what we call New Year's Eve or New Year's celebration in Scotland. So that's what we're talking about. Uh, and also, if, 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 if someone's listening that hasn't really heard of Charlie McLean before, maybe you've been li living under a, a whiskey rock all your <laughs> life and, and, and don't understand uh, who Charlie is, we're going to do a little introduction to Charlie and, and oh what God, he's this achieved. Will be, this will be embarrassing. Well, it's not going to be embarrassing, Charlie. So Charlie has spent the last 40 years... Uh, writing and teaching about Scotch whisky. He's written 19 books on the subject. Uh, he is the most well-known figure across the globe when it comes to whiskey. Uh, and I would say the most popular as well, right, Daz? Yeah, I think oh, so. 100%, 100%. I, I, I realise how popular Charlie is because whenever we go to lunch together... The waiter or waitress always wants a selfie because one of Charlie's claims to fame, not only for the amazing stuff he's done within the whiskey industry, but also within a little bit of Hollywood, being one of the main uh, characters in a film you might have seen called The Angel Share. Yeah. Remember this, Charlie? Last time we were having lunch, I had to get a selfie the waiter. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> very what, very what, kind of cool. What, what made me laugh was, I think one time I'd come over and I think there was... Uh, you'd been sent a picture or a pin badge of a silhouette of yourself with a monocle oh, and a yeah, moustache. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. And it was the logo for Charlie's Bars. My, my, my two bars in, in Beijing <laughs> yeah. and, and Hangzhou. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> they're not so, mine, by the way. They're not they, yours, they, that's they, right, but they've, they've used, used, your, my, they've used your face. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah. that is where we're going to do the next episode yeah, yeah. of this podcast, right? Is over there with you in one of your bars in Beijing. Splendid. When we're allowed to go there. So yeah, it's exactly. all right. Yeah, exactly. It might be a year or two, but... What's there? But it's true, isn't it? It's, it's 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 not just books. It's movies. It's I think. It, do you know what it is? It's about getting people excited about whiskey, and I think that's something you've always been quite clear on. Is it's very inclusive, whiskey, Charlie, and 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 I think that's something that it seems to motivate you. You're a raconteur, of course, but you're you're always willing to sit down with someone and get them into whiskey. It's not always about how many staves are in a washback, what types of yeasts were used, much more sociable, much more inclusive than I that. I hope so, I hope so. I mean, I drink for a living. And, yeah. the, the, um, and I like to share my enthusiasm with, with, uh, with other people and, um, who, and introduce them to, yeah. to, to, to whiskey. And pertinent to this, what we're going to be talking about is the, the difference between most of my work is with uh, analysing and assessing quality and writing tasting notes and what have you. And the... Um, but the, the the so in other words, it's it's all about appreciation. Yeah. What we're going to be talking about um, uh, today, I think, is more to do with pure enjoyment. Mm, mm. You know, 
and I and I do make a, a point that whiskey should be enjoyed any way you like. Yeah. You know, blood and sand or anything you like, ice, soda, whatever you like. But the yeah. um, um, the enjoyment. And I mean, it's 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 well, we all know what a what wonderful pleasure whiskey um, brings, and the, we want to spread the word and encourage others to 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 understand it and appreciate it and enjoy it. Yeah. No, that's it. So not only whiskey, though, you've done a lot of other things. And I'm just going to blast through a couple of things that people might not know about yourself, uh, Charlie. And maybe you don't, actually. I'm not sure. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember. Yeah. <laughs> you've got a degree in art history, yeah. uh, a degree in law. Is that right? Or Correct. art history and law? Or, or is no, it no, separate? No, no, separate degree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're a writer to Her Majesty's Signet. Yep. You're a fellow of the Society of Antiquaries of Scotland. I was. I think I've been expelled. No, I haven't kept up my, 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 my annual payments. So I uh, was, yeah. Yeah, a visiting lecturer to the Smithsonian Institution. Mm-hmm. Honorary fellow of Massey College, mm-hmm. University of Toronto and Chamberlain, uh, Champlain College, apologies. Uh, a councillor to the Clan Maclean mm-hmm. and a member of the Society of Authors. And to top that all off, in June 2021, uh, you were very proud to receive the MB from the Queen for your services to Scotch, which is fantastic. S- services to Scotch whisky, UK exports and charity. And that, and really the charity thing was largely to do with my sons, who we might talk about later. But We'll the, come uh, on to those boys. So, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. so, so I, I think that MB stands for my boy's efforts. Is it? Well, that is uh, very <laughs> humble of you. Uh, How was that? Can I ask, uh, like when you, you know, meeting the Queen... I haven't mm. met the Queen yet. No, no, no. The the because um, oh, of COVID, that didn't um, happen. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 I haven't actually got the gong okay. that pinned on my mm. breast. So the oh. uh, I've got I've got a lapel badge. So I mean I've, I've officially got it, but I haven't, I haven't actually been been so, given it. So, so you, the, you can't the wear it on the what was it the right side or the left side? Kind it's of usually I think it's on the on the right side because the um, military medals and stuff are on the heart on side the, yeah, on the left yeah. side, and yeah. I think. I think it's on the on the on the other side, the right side. Yeah, because just to, so just to explain, you can only wear a medal on the right side if the Queen gives you it. Did you know that? Uh, oh, I didn't, oh know. I didn't know that. Michael Wilson to... told me that the last time we were uh, chatting about Keepers of the Quake. Because he corrected me because I had my uh, my Keepers of the Quake yeah. on my right side. I and didn't he's like, know that. You need to move that to your left side. You can only put it on your right side but, if the Queen gives you it. Yeah, but then you see, it comes from the Queen. You see. The, uh, I, I had three choices, either to go to Buckingham Palace and get this done, or to Holyrood by a member of the royal family, and the, um, or it can be done by the um, Lord Lieutenant, in this case the Lord Lieutenant of Edinburgh, who happens to also ex officio being the, the Lord Provost. And I met him um, at an event, and um, he said, oh, do please come, come, come and get me to do it, because the, uh, as the Queen's representative, um, because you can have a party, you know, that you can bring 12, 12 guests and have drinks, you see, before you know, it doesn't take a moment to, to mm. get pinned on. But the, uh, so you see, but as the Queen, so it's, it's the Queen or the Queen's representative. Yeah. So I think that you're, 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 you're right that the, uh, if, uh, something like the, the, the Keeper's Medal, um, would, would not bestowed by the, the Queen, it had to be on the left-hand side. But I think that the... The, the the queen the even the the MBE has to be on the I beg your pardon on the right hand side the, yeah I think so yeah, yeah. I, I need to check it out but yeah. you've mentioned something important which I didn't list and you haven't mentioned which I'll just cover off uh, we are both keepers of the quake Charlie is a superior being to us mm. 
you're a master of the quicksand. I'm a master. master. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have to bow to you? <laughs> a kiss, a, kiss a ring. <laughs> <or>? yeah. <laughs> you had to. I was I was keeper in 1992, and the um, in those days. You had to have done um, 10 years good service for the Scotch whisky mm-hmm. industry to be eligible to become a keeper. Mm-hmm. And um, so, as, as you say, I started off and I started working, writing about whisky in 1981. So the, uh, but then you, the, the being elevated to master is entirely, nobody knows how it happens. It's entirely done by the, 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 organ, the organization itself. Yeah. Um, but for, for, for very long service, mm-hmm. um, and the and I, I was made a master in... 2009. Thank you very much, mm-hmm. Daz. That's great. Yeah. Do, we, we do our research on the show, Charlie. <laughs> well, it's funny, actually, because I'm not, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I got it for 10 years good service to whiskey. I think I did Maybe. nine bad years and one good year. <laughs> <laughs> he, he just felt sorry for you. Yeah, yeah. Like, totally. He keeps He's, hassling us. He stuck know? around for long enough, you know, has it? <laughs> I always remember a good friend of mine. He's like, you know, getting keepered, you can never ask for it. That's like asking for... <laughs> That's where I've been going wrong all these years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, look, look, 2020 and 2021 have, have been quite unusual uh, for everybody. Um, how was 2021 for you, Charlie? There's a few things going on. You had a big birthday bash and uh, a few other things happening. Well, actually, you know, it started in 2020 because the. the um, I had been asked to to commission to write a book um, in in 2019. In 2000, the year 2019, I was 23 times abroad in 17 countries. Yeah, and the and I hadn't even looked at the book. I hadn't even began to think about it. I mean, the between between the first of, of September and the thirtieth uh, of, of November that year. I was. I spent only ten nights in my own bed. And unfortunately, I can't say I spent it in anybody else's bed. But yeah, the, uh, that's, <laughs> that's a record that you should be proud of. <laughs> but I had. So I tried to get out of it to be honest. And the, um, but the publisher says no, no, no. Um, and so in the end, um, Gavin Smith and I <coughs> wrote, <coughs> agreed to do the book together. And um, and then of course came the lockdown, which was brilliant because it gave, gave, gave us both something to do. And the it's, it, the working title is a, is a history of whiskey and hundred objects, and the um, and we delivered in June that year, 2020. and then you know it continued in, in this year, twenty twenty one, and the um, I mean the upshot was I'm, I've I've written five books, um, uh, two of them were quite quite short. They, mm. they, they were one one was to accompany a, a very ancient bottle of uh, of Glen Grant, nineteen forty nine, I think, um, for Gordon and MacPhail. And one was a, a, a bottle, a, a pair of bottles actually of, of Karazawa, yeah. um, and uh, and so on. And, the, and then I wrote a little book about blended Scotch um, for the uh, uh, the International Wine Wine and Food Society, um, which is great fun. And the um, and then in, in, you know on top of that, I mean I've been doing an awful, I've been doing a lot of Zoom calls mm. and the. Um, and also um, kept going really with writing, writing tasting notes. I, I, I do a lot of tasting mm-hmm. notes um, for Diageo, for, or for for independent bottlers, for the Scotch Malt Whisky Society, etc., etc. And the uh, writing with uh, Gavin must be fun. He he's oh, got a good great. sense of humour. Eh? Oh, he's got a terrific sense. Of yeah, humor. and I, I really we you and I and Gavin we and oh, I think it was in two thousand and fifteen we went over to Jerez as a group. Remember, he got food poisoning. 
<laughs> yeah. yeah, and he was yeah. sitting at the end of the table, oof, and he was fella. he was white, and he was, right. he was literally had sweat dripping down his face. And we just had to send him to bed, didn't we? That, we, that, that, <laughs> that, was, that was a McCallum trip, wasn't it? Oh, yeah, it was with, with Ken. With, with Ken. We, we with went Ken, with Ken yeah. and Marchin, and there was yeah, uh, yeah. Ian. Oh, such a shame because the, the I felt uh, for him because yeah. I really enjoyed his company. And the thing is with him, he's got such a dry, he, he has, wry he sense has. of humour, yeah. and he's a smart man. He he, yeah. he thinks differently, doesn't mm. he? And I, mm. I really and I love his writing style yeah. as well. Yeah, same here. Yeah, uh, mm. he's a he's a nice guy to have a couple of whiskeys with. Mm. And what about podcast? How many podcasts have you done? Do you think? I don't really do that many podcasts. Actually, yeah, yeah, but the oh. uh, I would think probably oh, maybe maybe a dozen. Yeah, the, the, but the, m- many more Zoom calls. Lots of those. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Talking yeah. to to yeah. corporate Zoom calls and clubs and um, what have you. And I think Zoom will, will is here to stay. I mean, it it doesn't replace the face to face and mm. the um, you know hopefully when travel is is opened up again. Um, you know, I'll spend again more time. I, I, in, in the last few years, I spent a lot of time in China. Yeah. And the, um, um, which is which is going great guns. It really mm-hmm. is. It's doing ter- terribly well. And the as, as a whiskey market. Yeah. And the, um, um, but the the and so it doesn't. It won't replace that. No. But the um, you know, I've done various product launches for mm-hmm. for various brand owners, <coughs> brand owners, um, to 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 China to to. Um, Press or, or VIPs yeah. in, in China and so on, but so I think that the Zooms will they're they they're, they're here to stay and it's 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 um, it is a great way of reaching out to the the, the, the yeah. disparate markets. Mm. My know. observation with Zooms and virtual things is that they're great if you know the person already. You know, certainly from like a, a producer's point of view. You know, like going and meeting distributors or customers or people who are just buying whiskey. If you've met them before, these things are brilliant because it's a great way just to reconnect. Mm. Mm. I find it a little bit more difficult if you're meeting someone for the first time and you're trying to build yeah, yeah. A, a rapport. It, you, you know, meeting people in real life, you can't replace the connections and bonding mm. and stuff well, that, that happen in those kind of real life scenarios. I think, scenarios, yeah, eh? we've chatted about this a lot, right? Yeah. And us mm. all being whiskey boys that are all very sociable, I think it, is, it has been hard having that virtual first time meeting and, and still doing that. You don't get that connection. I think the big thing is we all like going for a whiskey afterwards, right? After the meeting. And that's what you can't necessarily do yeah. after Zoom. It's like, click, see you later. No. Go downstairs and get the But well, you see, most, most, most of my Zooms, are, it's whiskey throughout. You know, the, yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah. So yeah, yeah. It involves a tasting. And if it doesn't involve a tasting, well, I'm certainly tippling away, you know. And, the, um, um, and you know, the, the, the whiskey community, as we, we all know, is such a convivial um, you know, and and if, if if everybody's had a few, then, then it makes it even easier. You know, you can be you can be a bit more and being completely independent. I can be you know open and, and yeah. you know, I'm I'm not I don't have to do a corporate line. Yeah, and the uh, just given my my um, I know which way my bread's buttered. So I, I would never I would never bad mouth um, uh, a whiskey company or a particular brand. Yeah, but the the. Um, but you know, you, you the side of that, you know. You, but you're not allowed an opinion. You're not allowed an opinion, oh, right? You absolutely. don't have to love everything. You know, you yeah. can't possibly yeah. do that. It's, yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah. so getting on to drinking whiskey, which is what we're here to do, and talk about Hogmanay as well. Yeah. Get back on track here, boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let, let's chat about the the Hogmanay drams. Charlie. Can we do something so, first? What do you want to do first? Sorry, I, I've I, I've been thinking about this for quite a while. Before we get on to Hogmanay, right? You've got three lads. Good strapping young chaps. The, they've achieved a lot. We're going to come on to those, but they weren't always big, strong young men. 
they were young children at one point. And Santa used to come down the chimney and visit those boys, I'm sure, once upon a time. And what whiskey do you leave out for Santa Claus? I've been thinking about this because my kids are asking me all the time, Dad, what are we going to leave out for Santa? We're going to leave a carrot for the reindeers, of course. I'll leave Santa a mince pie. And then I'm just like, I'll just chuck a whiskey down. But now they're at the age they can communicate, nine and five. They're asking me, what whiskey? What whiskey? Dad, are you going to give them... Oh, you've got Highland Park. Do you give them Highland Park? Are you going to give them whatever else it is that might be lying about? What does Charlie McLean well, leave out for Santa Claus? Sounds, yeah, yeah. Sounds, sounds like sherry. Ah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> After all that, Dad, you didn't uh, get your answer. I know, I know. That's a good answer. I'm happy with that answer, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, uh, like, I like sherry as well, I must say. But yeah, the, yeah. Oh, no, I, I, yeah, I would leave a, leave a drama out at the... Uh, but you know, the when the boys were very wee, the um, and and I was doing the the, the these tastings. I remember one, one occasion, for example, when um, uh, Ewan, the the oldest boy, is now twenty nine, and he was probably about six, I should think six or seven, and I was doing a tasting with Jamie Walker, who owned a Delphi in mm. those days, and we were looking at these whiskies, cast selecting and so on, and he came in and said, "Daddy, what are you what 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 are you doing?" I said, "We're tasting whiskey," and. Um, and I handed him a glass and said, "Look, smell, smell that, and tell me, tell me what you think you, mm. you can smell." And he he was an earnest little boy, and he he smelled it very earnestly. And then he said, um, "It smells like your jacket." To, and he, talk, he was talking about Jamie was wearing a heavy yeah. tweed tweed jacket. And you know, we had tweed down as wow. one of our one of our one of no, our no, scriptures. That's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And Jamie, middle boy, he's a very, he's he's now he's an extremely good amateur cook, mm. and the. Uh, He's worked in, in restaurants in, in Edinburgh, and the um, and he's got an extremely good nose. And so they 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 um, they they've, they they don't they don't drink that much whiskey. You mm-hmm. know, they, they, they you know kids of their generation drink more vodka and and, and mainly tenet lager yeah. and and Buckfast or El Dorado. El Dorado, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, but nevertheless, they 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 um, they're familiar. With, they've been familiar with whiskey. There was a terrible occasion when. There was a party, an adult party. I think it was a bonfire night or something like that out at Hill End when I lived there. And the um, and I had a bottle of, I, and I, I remember it was it was black bottle. Oh. The the um, and Ewan aged probably about ten by that stage, and he was, you know, pouring you know large drams for his wee friends. Um, and the uh, as a result, of course, they were extremely ill, mm. and they, or he was extremely ill. And my wife thought that the, the, you're going to turn our boys into alcoholics. Mm. I say, on the contrary, you know, they'll probably they, this will like many kids in Scotland, especially at New Year. Yeah, yeah. They, they they have an overdose, um, and then they and some of them never never, never want whiskey again. Yeah, you know? and it's often the first thing that you. I don't know why. I remember growing it, up. It, it happened with me. It happened with me. Grouse. Yeah. I remember it. I mean, mm. I, and and I remember it. My dad was away. My dad was a mariner, so he yeah, he was away yeah. often. Yeah, and. Uh, I went to a boarding school, a military boarding school up in Dunblane, Queen Victoria. Yeah. So I'd come home on leave, basically, and, and spend time at home. My dad would be at sea. So, you know, at night, I'd sneak a couple of little drams in, you know, and I'd get a wee grouse and a wee juice or whatever it was that was knocking about. And <laughs> How old were you? Oh, man, I, I don't know. Probably 11. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 12, yeah. I don't right. know. Yeah, and I quite liked the taste. But obviously the feel, I never drank enough, I don't think, to... To feel it, you yeah. know, because I was always quite cautious. But 
yeah, the taste, I was actually, yeah. it's not that bad. You know, yeah. it's not that bad. I, remember I wanted me, to be grown up. That was all. I think that was probably yeah. the motivation behind it. Yeah. For me, mm. it really turned me off because I think I was about 15 and it was a quarter bottle of co-op whiskey. Ah, yeah, yeah. Downed in two gulps. Oh, yeah. God. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. It did the job of what I wanted to do back <laughs> in the day. You know, but, yeah, yeah. but then after that, I was like, I'm not touching that shit ever again. Yeah. Until now, obviously. Yeah. Um, so now that we've uh, covered that Santa drinks you've sherry. Talk, you've talked enough about Santa, you yeah. sure? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm happy now. Right, what <laughs> no. do we do at Hogmanay? So Hogmanay, of course, it's our New Year's Eve. It's it's a... Now, d- d- yeah, d- tell me about Hogmanay. I, I know that you've been doing a little bit of research. I had to do Hogmanay. some before I came here because you're a historian. Uh, you know, you, you know well, lots I, about lots of things. And uh, I thought I should do some reading on... Actually, where did the word Hogmanay come from? Because... In Scotland, I always tell people, especially when I go abroad, they're like, oh, what's Christmas like in Scotland? It's like, oh, Christmas is good, but Hogmanay is better. Like, we well, celebrate... With it, within my lifetime, yeah. certainly, yeah. I mean, people worked on Christmas morning. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then they take two days off for, for Hogmanay and yeah. New, Year's, New Year's Day and the day after. Yeah, and um, I always remember the fanfare around New Year of... Um, we used to go first footing. Uh, there were rules around that. You'd take a lump of coal. That, uh, whoever, my dad's taller than me, he's got dark hair... So a, a tall, dark, handsome man mm-hmm. had to be the first person that kind of crossed mm-hmm. the threshold, if you like. And there was all these little rituals. You had to have a drink. And, you know, there was all these wonderful things. So for me, my memory is that New Year was a bigger occasion than, than Christmas. So I had to, I actually, I just had a quick Google search and I had a little look around just to see what the story was. So Hogmanay, the word, uh, there are many kind of th- sort of theories as to where it came from. But actually, almost all of them go back to a translation of some sort from French or from Anglo-Saxon. So um, Normandy seems to be the one that, that is uh, the most likely source. And I don't speak French, but Huguenet seems to be where Hogmanay comes from. And it was all during the Reformation here in Scotland. And Christmas was actually seen as a Catholic celebration. Ah, interesting. And, 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 and that's why Hogmanay... would be maybe Huguenots. Yeah, it, yeah, which makes sense. So more yeah. more sort of Protestant. So the celebration of Christmas was was actually not the case here in Scotland for about 400 years. Mm. Uh, and Hogmanay was focused on much more and there was a, a month almost celebration uh, welcoming in the, the new year. And I, and I think that seems to be where some of these traditions and customs come from in terms of the, the first footing and all these little bits and pieces that get added mm. on to all of that. They, mm. they they had solid origins and a lot of it was down to religion, you know, back in Reformation that times. Yeah. very interesting and it makes sense. Yeah. It does, it does yeah. make sense. It makes sense as to why we get absolutely mashed. Hammered. Yeah. yeah, right. Well, especially if you've got a month well, off. Well. Yeah. <laughs> now we only get the second off. So New Year's story, Charlie. Well, what's, what's your advice for anyone... Well, I spent my formative years on the Isle of Arran, down in the south end of the Isle of Arran, Kildonan, where my family have a, uh, still have, my brother has it now, the, uh, a cottage very close to the beach. Now, the New Year, so always our New Year's were spent on Arran, and, the, um, and like many other places in Scotland, especially in those days, in the 60s, 70s, the, the very traditional New Year, and as you say, as you were saying, the, the, the tradition is that you, 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 you make sure you're in your own house for the bells. Indeed, it's a, so, all, always superstitious about the, um, you know, see you after the bells or see you, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. And, but the, 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 uh, you, 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 
you might, you, we were always in the pub before we'd have a meal. We'd go down to the pub, which was very close, and the, um, but then you come back to the house. Everybody would go back to their own, their own homes uh, for, for the bells, for, for, for midnight. Mm. And then people would start wandering around, you know, um, first footing, um, clutching a bottle of whiskey, and, and if you were being very traditional, a, a piece of coal mm. and a bat, black bun or something a black like bun, because it was good luck. It was, yeah, and it was yeah. to share food, your... food, food, and heat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is yeah. that why? Is that why the call is there? Is yeah. It? Yeah. 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 Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. So the the um, and then so we would always go, we would go around. We would go to the the older people in the in the village. It wasn't really a village; it was more a parish and it was scattered around. So we'd we'd, we'd totter off um, to see, and then as you say, the 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 castle, Oh, hello! Come in, come in! How nice to see you! As if they're surprised, you see. It's yeah. About, but this time it's about half past twelve or one o'clock. You know, yeah. And the, an old an old lady, you know, and the uh, and then and how and how are you and how are your parents and all this sort of stuff and the and then it's almost like an afterthought. So, would you like a dram? You see, mm. and the um, mm. oh, that's very kind of you. And the the um, so we'd have you you receive a dram from the house first, and yeah. then we're clanking with bottles, of course. Yeah, yeah. And then they you you pour it, and in this case, she would put it on the mantelpiece for for drinking later, and then we'd go on to the next place where yeah. there was a, a farm where there was a always a legendary you know New Year party. A lot of people would go there soon after the bell, so like at like about two o'clock or whatever, mm. and the. Uh, and again, you'd receive a dram, and then you'd give a dram to to the whole company, and then the whole company would give you a dram, and the, and there maybe, you know, there could be twenty people in the company, yeah, you yeah. know, and the and the, uh, so by the, um, by the the by dawn, you know, you're you're, and there's always food, you know, sort, sort of lashing sandwiches and yeah. cake and things like that. Stovies, um, they do stovies now. Yeah, stovies, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Stovies, yeah. Classic, but mainly, yeah. mainly it was it was it was sort of big sandwiches and, mm. and Christmas cake and, and so on. Um, so by the and then you'd 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 carry on, you know, and you'd look you'd look for for houses with lights on, houses with lights on, so it meant they were still receiving mm. people and the. Uh, because the, the, the tradition was that you had to visit all your friends and they had to visit you, yeah. you know. Yeah. And so, the, the, so you're out pretty well all night. And, the, um, um, and then you continued to... Rec- I mean, I remember people coming to the house um, on the 5th of January and they hadn't, they hadn't slept in their own bed since the bells. <laughs> <laughs> truly, truly. And the, 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 uh, Amazing. Yeah. And literally, you'd give them a dram and a big sandwich and then they would... Whoosh, fall asleep in the chair and then they'd sleep maybe for two or three hours and then they would go they to the would, next they, house they yeah. would wake, wake up drink that dram and go on to the next place I mean it was a serious it was a, it was a terrific but anyway so my get, get, with that background the, my first and most serious tip is not to kick off too hard early on yeah and I've seen terrible casualties, friends who, who, who would come and didn't know the, the ropes and they get tore in and they, they start drinking hard yeah. in, the early, in the early evening on, on Hogmanay. Mm. And the, Peak, um, peaked too soon, right? And, and they peaked too soon. Yeah. Exactly that, exactly that. <laughs> so I think for the... Uh, so I would go steady on the, um, the drams and I would stick to whiskey, for goodness mm. sake, because the... Nowadays it's changed because people you, you sometimes offered rum or you might be offered gin or, mm. or beer or whatever. Beer and beer and whiskey go well together, but mm. the um, but 
whiskey and water. Whiskey and water is your man. You know the yeah. the, the um, and I I generally certainly for this sort of occasion I would drink fairly dilute, and I would go for um, you know pre the bells I would go for um, uh, a lighter style of whiskey, uh, a little malt possibly or or a blend and the the. Um, and we were talking about, you mentioned the, the Adelphi blend. Well, I was involved in, in putting that together with Jamie Walker. And the uh, uh, and I, I could drink it like mother's milk. So it, it has has no effect on me at all. But I've got a glass of this just as a refresher in my hand. The uh, oh. Refresher, love it. But for, for an occasion like Hogmanay, the one that I've... Um, um, I've chosen here is 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 from King's Barnes Distillery, Lowland, Lowland Malt. Um, this it actually is a bit of a surprise for me because it's a, it's a sherry style whiskey. It's been matured. Well, let me have a look at the so Lowland. this one actually yeah it's it is it is sherried in style but actually it's it's Portuguese wine casks this one is it really it is yeah so what they've done is they've uh, they've recharred it effectively they've rejuvenated it ah uh, str yeah Barique. and and mm. I think. Um, it's it's it was the last year's uh, distillery reserve product. They've just launched another one, but what I love about it, um, despite the fact that it's got quite a lot of influence, obviously from these wine casks, flavor wise, it, it it does everything as you say. It's got that lovely light creaminess. Mm. It's got lovely citrus notes coming through. Mm. It's not heavy and claggy. Mm. You know, it's it's, mm. it's almost a refreshing. If you like, yeah, 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 and it is, and I, and I, and I love that idea of. Um, malts for times of the day because I think historically people have always thought of malt whiskey as the, the last drink of the night yeah. whereas in fact as you say Charlie and I agree completely is pick whiskies for the time of day you can drink whiskey throughout you know you don't have to have a beer or a wine or whatever you can go for a nice lowland early afternoon late eve or early evening um, and then move on to something mm. a bit heavier if you want you know later on in the night Hello it's Mike here from King's Barnes Distillery and we're absolutely delighted to be sponsoring the Not Another Whiskey podcast. Just in case you didn't know, we're a lowland single malt distillery which prides itself on being the spirit of the kingdom of Fife, using only local barley from the sun-soaked fields surrounding the distillery. Our spirit is remarkably clean, light, but complex due to our fermentation and distillation process. Then it's matured in specially selected barrels to create a smooth, flavoursome, yet complex whiskey. Dream to Dram was our first ever public single malt. It's multi-award winning, including best Scotch Lowland single malt at last year's World Whiskey Awards. And joining the family in 2020, we have Balcomi, our 100% Oloroso American Oak Sherry Butt Matured Single Malt. To find out more about Kings Barnes Distillery and buy our whiskey, please do visit www.kingsbarnesdistillery.com. Enjoy the rest of the show. Yeah, I remember, I mean, we're thinking about blends for a moment. I remember Brown Ivory, who was the former um, CEO of, of Eddington. Um, he said that the way he liked it, well, obviously his brand was Famous Grouch. Yeah. And the uh, take a long, tall glass, fill it with ice, block ice, mm. fill it right up to the top with, with um, in this case, Famous Grouch. Mm -hmm. And this is, for me, it's more a summer drink, you know, the, the, the yeah. and then it gradually melts and the... Um, so you know that you, you you get a bit of a hit to start mm. with, but then it mm. gradually melts away. So, you know that's. I'm not a great fan of. Uh, I know that the uh, whiskey and soda is now quite popular. I'm not. I've never been a fan 
of whiskey and soda. And even... Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters, May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. And less of that ghastly drink, whiskey and lemonade, which was very popular on the <laughs> West Coast. Well, it was, it was very oh, popular. Oh. I mean, I remember, I remember going to social clubs as a young lad with my, my, my granddad ran pubs, uh, actually in Corby of all places, but he was from County Beath. <laughs> you know, he's a, yeah, yeah, Corby yeah. being little Scotland and he had pubs, you know, proper pubs. And you'd go into these places and, and whiskey and lemonade because it was a huge Scottish contingent down there yeah. and a lot from the West Coast actually as well. Yeah. Um, they drank whiskey and lemonade a lot. Well, and the our... other thing they drank, which is funny, sorry, I'm sorry to tell rum and pep. Oh yes, yeah, rum yeah, and pep. Yeah. That was supposed to settle the settle. Well, I'm not sure about that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But the yeah, and in bars in Glasgow and in Ireland, I mean, the the there would be you know along with the water on the bar, there would be a bottle of lemonade. Yeah, and you know you slosh the lemonade in, and and, and a lot of people like like their whiskey and lemonade mm. or ginger. They called it ginger. Ginger. Yeah. Any kind of fizzy drink was a mixer. Like a whiskey it. and ginger. Yeah, ginger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I need to say as well, if anyone's listening from the US, we're not talking about lemonade that you guys have over there. We're talking about 7-Up Sprite, that kind of Aye. style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very different over yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. So Charlie, highballs aren't inspiring you right now within the whiskey industry, but what is, what's you know, a brand or some kind of movement right now that's going mm. on in the whiskey industry that's inspiring you? I think it's... Well, the industry is turning more to, 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 towards what I would describe as, as drinking for enjoyment, you know. So, so it's not, um, you know, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit of a purist, actually. And the, so, so I, I, especially with malt whiskey, I would drink uh, malt whiskey, but I would, all, I, I would almost invariably add water. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wouldn't, add, I wouldn't add ice, I wouldn't add um, um, in the little mixers. 
but you know i can see that the the it's a it's a it's a sensible move to 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 open it up to um uh, non non whiskey drinkers to to say hey you can you can drink it how you like well we're going to be trying this blood, blood and sand later on i mean the cocktails whatever but the uh, so the key message is, is uh, the industry's key message is is drink it as you like you know mm-hmm. um I don't have well. I, it would be invidious of me to to mention specific brands of um, either blend or, or malt. But then I, one one of the things I would say, um, many of your listeners um, will be malt heads, and the um, never never despise blended Scotch whiskey. Yeah. Most of my work is with 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 malt whiskey, and I esteem it highly. Um, but when I reach for a dram, um, as I invariably do at about six o'clock in the evening, sometimes a bit earlier, um, the uh, I want I want a blend, mm. and the the um, yeah. and I, I I get I get a discount on the Adelphi, but, but the, the... <laughs> <laughs> I think you get a discount on a lot of whiskey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think over the years though, we we've we've spent a bit of time together over the years, and the times we have spent together, have gone to a yeah. pub. You've taken me around to K's before. We've we've met in various places mm. around the world, actually. Mm. Once in Latvia, <laughs> we did a ship ass thing. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Remember yeah. that? Yeah. Hey, remember what stays in Latvia? Yeah, yeah, what stays in Latvia? <laughs> <laughs> well, aye, there's a couple of good stories from Latvia, yeah. but is you always reach for a blend, and yeah. actually, it kind of opened my eyes yeah. a little bit because yeah. I was maybe moving in that direction. I, I used to work for Diageo, so I was always a big fan of a Johnny Black label, as, as I know you are. Johnny um, Black is my. I I think you know if if I I'm, well, I'm on record as saying that the you know if if, I, if it was a desert I yeah. had only one yeah the Johnny Walker Black Label mm-hmm. and the um, I think it's a cracking blend it, but, yeah. but 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 blended whiskey is is, is but my, you've you've reached for grouse you've reached for black bottle I've been with you and you've been consuming yes, that indeed. and it, and yeah. it is it's one of those it's great actually because. Sometimes I think there is a certainly a tendency to sort of discount the blends. But oh, but you know, they're they're almost just filling space. It's like mm. no, 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 no. These yeah. things are fantastic. You know, especially when you speak to the blenders. We've had a couple on. We, we were chatting recently with Brendan McCarran's a great yeah, example. Great guy. And he's yeah. a he's a massive fan of of blends. And, and we had a really good conversation mm. with him about you know, that that topic. You know, let's not discount them. Don't you, discredit them. And mm. you opened my eyes to Black Bottle as well because. Back in the day, Malt Advocate, of course, I remember asking you about outside of Diageo, because it was Diageo at the time, and the Diageo, yeah. of course, what would you drink? And you were like, Black Bottle. Mm. Great. great and, and, and Black Bottle has gone through various incarnations. and the, the, the um, um, but, but Black Label, Johnny Walker Black Label, has been really pretty steady. Consistent, you know? right? Yeah. But the, 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 I think for the, the, the reason for this, I mean, most of my work, as I say, is done with, is with malt whiskey. Give me malt whiskey, and I'm immediately in work mode. I'm smelling it, and I'm tasting it, mm. and, and thinking, analysing it, and so on. With a blend, it's just it's just down the hatch, you know. The mm. the, the um, responsibly, um, of course. Responsibly. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with, with a big smile, whatever, yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever that means. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, we're, we're all still trying to find this guy called Moderation that you meant to drink. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So our 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 recommendation then on Hogmanay. First whiskey, we're going to go for a Lowland. We're going to go for something that's delicious, easy drinking, and a good alternative is a great blend. Yeah. Happy with that. Exactly. Exactly. All right, so we moved on. We're in New Year's Day. We've had our King's Barns for our noon dram. Mm -hmm. Moving into a sundowner. What are you going to... Yeah, so I think that the... 
in the lead up to the bells, and again, I would I would recommend that you um, you know have some food. Um, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's <laughs> that, good. Yeah. That, that, that really is quite important. Not reasonable. Um, yeah. And the um, prior to to prior to the bells, and um, you know, I mean, I I'm 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 I, I like to drink wine with food rather than whiskey with food. To be honest, but the the um, uh, and I find wine wine goes very well with whiskey. As a matter of fact, I know where I'm, especially red wine. I, I, I know I know where I am. With, That's interesting, Charlie, because it gives me the worst hangover. Yeah, does it? Does yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wine, wine and whiskey. Wine. I'm like, I can do one glass of wine and one dram, and the next day I've got a hangover from hell. Really? Yeah. Really? You know, it's, yeah. I don't I don't know if I maybe it's psychological. I heard that grain and grape thing doesn't work. Yeah. And well, but for me, it definitely doesn't work. I just don't drink wine. What do you do between the end of supper and the, the and the bells the, the, and midnight? Well, the the one we're looking at is is uh, is a Glenmorangie, um, and it's this particular one. What is it called? Lighthouse. Lighthouse. This is a new release from Glenmorangie, and the. Uh, um, and it's a lovely, it's a lovely light. What you what you're looking for, you don't want anything too heavy or too, too obvious. It, it obvious in the sense of being sherried style or or smoky style. So this, this is, this is um, yeah, it's a limited edition. They only made three thousand bottles of this oh, to did celebrate oh, the gosh. the launch of their lighthouse yeah, distillery the, the, the new innovation piece mm, yeah mm. which to be fair we didn't know about it until we walked into Charlie's <laughs> house I've never seen it before yeah totally so we've cracked it thanks Charlie um, 80% bourbon 20% sherry um, so a little bit richer than your classic Glenmo 12 uh, 10 so a little bit more time and a little bit more and it's 12 years old isn't it? this is a 12 year old and the nice thing is as well actually it's 48% so it's got a little bit of mm oomph about it I, I actually it's got a really nice one I, I love it I, I, um, I'm really pleased the, with it yeah. and this is obviously to celebrate Dr Bill's new castle lighthouse yeah. that he's built overlooking yeah yeah on the site yeah yeah, yeah <laughs> have you been yeah. up to that yet I'm, I've been invited but I haven't yet I haven't yet seen it I've seen it from the outside but I haven't yet yeah, it's amazing but the um, um, no it's great and they, they, they get, they're going to do a lot of experimental distillations in there mm. but you see it's a lovely light whiskey easy drinking yeah I, I find um, it quite limey, almost like a lime, you know, like lime marmalade. So huh. yeah, Roses. so, so, so yeah. Palate, palate cleansing, very good after yeah. after after the meal. Yeah, um, which wouldn't necessarily be haggis, but uh, in fact, hopefully not. But the uh, mm. uh, the New Year, your New Year meal, but it's, it's it, line line, you know, eat eat plenty, line the stomach. I do like what Glenn Morangie are doing at the moment. I think top kind of brands out there for advertising and what they're doing. Glenn Morangie's up there for me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mm. it's very kind of new school. They're pushing things forward with 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 the way I suppose advertising should be with Scotch whiskey. Mm. I don't know how you feel about that, Charlie, but I think mm. it's really cool what they're they're doing at the moment. Some of the traditional brands are, um, you know, linking themselves very much to 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 other. I mean, look at McCallum and, and Aston Martin or whatever, yeah. um, etc. Luxury, so they, they're, they're positioning themselves as lux- luxury goods um, rather than to drinks. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the newbies, the newcomers, are of course taking an entirely different route and they're going very much on the craft route, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, 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 they're very concerned and interested about barley varieties, mm-hmm. about yeast varieties, 
about um, um, I mean obviously the, 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 the proof is in the, the is in the pudding and the, fi the final um, flavor profile of the of the product mm. but the um, I must say I feel I feel more comfortable I can understand from a marketing point of view in certain markets um, China or Asia in, 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 in general where you make this association with luxury goods and the mm. um, but you know, from 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 a, um, I mean, whiskey is to be drunk. You know, it's it's to be enjoyed. Mm. You know, it's not it's not to be invested in. It's not it's not a, a sort of fast moving white good or whatever it is. And the uh, and and so the industry seems to be kind of split in in terms of, you know, how to position the their their their, their products. Um, and some are going some way. Some are going both ways, of course. And but 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 yeah. the. Um, mm. But I, I'm I'm sure that you that, that, that you'd agree. I think we'd we'd all agree that we 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 enjoy whiskey. We enjoy the drink, you know. And we didn't really give too much of a damn as to whether it was um, associated with Aston Martin or Lalique or whatever. Well, yeah. I mean, I was going to say as well. The other thing, and I know you're a big advocate of this, is as long as it gets people drinking the liquid, yeah. right? Yeah. And gets yeah. people interested, yeah. in whether that's luxury or doing something different or just yeah. bringing. Drinkers in there in a new and yeah. interesting way. That's yeah. that's that's going to be beneficial for everyone. It, 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 it's interesting that the the you know the the, the there was a shift after the the, the downturn in in two thousand eight, um, where the stock markets all went flat and so on, and then then suddenly you know investors, deep pockets began to realise that actually Scotch whisky was probably a better investment than wine because mm. wine goes, it can change, it was, it's obviously changing in the bottle and so on. And the, um, and the wine, wine prices, first growth carrots, for example, very high, highly rated. But whisky safer, do you know? And so now you've seen these astronomical climbs mm. in, 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 in value of... Um, Single bottles and casks um, of malt whiskey um, on the market for and and the 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 but you see the trouble is that there's nothing you can do about it but the the investors mark the investors have deep pockets so previously you had the consumer and the collector and the collector would buy and the and they would swap they would exchange and they you know it was, and that was the established market and the um, but now when the investors come in and they um, they're prepared to pay huge, huge um, um, money for 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 uh, uh, individual bottles. Um, and um, I mean, McCallum is the leading example. Mm. The Beaumont, um, yeah. um, um, Dalmore, <coughs> of course, yeah, um, yeah. Probably, probably McCallum and Dalmore are the leading examples. Mm -hmm. But and and, and Brora and you know, there are certain there are certain yeah. makes that that. You know, have achieved and will presumably continue to achieve you know, eye-watering prices at auction, and the, uh, but it does rather distort the market, particularly from the perspective of the consumer yeah. or the collector, because mm. they 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 cannot afford to pay one point two million pounds yeah, for yeah. for a, for a bottle of of Macallan and Dami, mm -hmm. and the the, um, so it's. But there's nothing you can do about it. You know, you, 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 I mean, you know, you, 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 to some extent you have to embrace it in, in the sense that it, 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 
it puts puts Scotch on the map, you know, the, in, yeah. the, the amongst very wealthy people. So think, think, I got hey. I got a question for you, though, Charlie. I mean, I remember a point where back in our Diageo days, that's going into the staff shop, picking up a bottle of Port Ellen first <laughs> release yeah, for yeah. twenty five pounds, yeah, yeah, right, yeah, yeah. and drinking it. And now I look know. at that, and I'm like, holy shit! I should never uh, never have drunk that. Yeah, but Charlie, yeah. you must have even better examples of that. And I know you always want to drink your whiskey, but there must be one bottle. That you're like, holy shit! I shouldn't have cracked. That. Yeah, because you must have done. It. I mean, you must have got your hands on some really interesting stuff in the early two thousands, even the late nineties, which is now gold dust. I mean, almost. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, is yeah, there you, one you, bottle? You, 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 no. But I'll tell you a story about that in a moment. But the, the that first edition of Port Ellen, the the, the two thousand and one, I think it was released. The yeah. the yeah. first special release mm-hmm. of, of Port Ellen, ninety five quid was the was the the um, RRP, and the. Um, and I was said to bottle of that. Thank you for services rendered. And the um, that is probably going for about three thousand pounds at mm. auction, something like that, you know. And the um, um, but the I've got a little bottle over here, tiny little bottle um, of a whiskey called Dalruan. Dalruan. Now Dalruan Distillery was was a Campbelltown distillery. And um, it 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 was it was it was terminated in 1923. This this particular bottle was from um, 1896, and a friend of mine had uh, was going to put it up for auction along with he had a clutch of very valuable bottles, mm. I mean Macallans, old Macallans, and so on. And the uh, and before he, he he so he came up here um, to to hand it over to Bonhams and the. Um, and and he wanted to photograph the his bottles, and he had a pile of books on his kitchen table to take a photograph, and the bottle of Dalruan fell mm. and smashed. No. Yeah, and he got the picture of the label, but it smashed. Mm. And then he put the 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 residue that he could he could collect from the from, from the table into a tiny little square kilner jar. Wow. Right? And he he had the the label in which he he, he shrunk shrunk down, stuck it on, and so um, when he came up and to, to hand over the bottles, he, he gave me this little um, this tiny tiny sample of um, um, this very rare whiskey, Delarue. Well, I phoned around to some of the auction houses and I said, "Well, have you ever seen Delarue?" Christie's had managed to see one in 1988 or something mm-hmm. like that. But it was completely unknown, you know. And the, so what do you, price was impossible. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no, um, I mean, it's beyond price, in other words, mm-hmm. you know. And the, um, and so here was I with this little bottle. And then the, the Scotch Whiskey Experience got in touch with me uh, not long after that, and, or maybe six months or so after. And they said, um, look, we're doing a series of little films about you know, people talking about whis- the whiskey you never opened. Mm. That was the idea. Lovely idea, actually. And so the, the, I said, I, I know exactly the one. <clears throat> so they sent somebody down. So the, the first frame, very close up, the label, you know, Dalaruan, and I'm voiceover. Um, this is a very, this is an extraordinary rare whiskey. In fact, there's only been one bottle known, um, and um, it was Campbelltown whiskey, and blah, blah, blah. And then, of course, they, they pulled back, 
and they realize that this is only a tiny, tiny bottle. But he says, um, but I, I say, but I'm going to open it now and taste it before mm. you. So I did. And it was absolutely astonishing because it was incredibly floral. Mm. You, know? you know, you'd expect Campbelltown yeah. whiskies to be, it was quite pale in colour, but the, 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 but you'd expect Campbelltown whiskies to be oily, fishy, you know, the, the usual sort of, um, sort of grubby, mm. you know, which we love, you know, mm. Springbank and, 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 uh, and Glen Scotia, so, you know, they're, they're not clean not, space Yeah, yeah they're not zesty. Yeah yeah, 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 definitely, yeah. And the, uh, this was absolutely mind-blowing. You know, the, the, it was, uh, I've never tasted anything like it. It was quite light. It, obviously, the, the strength was, was, was mm. obviously quite low, but, the, um, but it was, it was a, a most remarkable whiskey. And, the, uh, and it's such a shame that the guy smashed it. So oh. tell me, when he smashed it, was he hanging out with you prior on no, the open no. eye? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Thank God not. Yeah, yeah, not responsible. <laughs> No, he did. He did it in London before it, before it, before he came up. How embarrassing <laughs> that would be! Absolute yeah. nightmare. Yeah. So getting back to Hogmanay, Charlie. Right? Oh, yeah. We get we get into the bells. Yes, we've kind bells. of done our noon dram, our sundowner dram, and we're getting to the bells in Scotland. Everything's going crazy. You know, we're doing that countdown as we always do in someone's house. What's the dram you're going to turn to? Well, to some extent, it depends upon whether you're. In your own house, or in the in another person's house, if you're in another person's, as I've mentioned earlier on, you carry around a bottle of blended scotch and the um, and you know, pour it away. If you're in your own house, well, it's worthy. Thanks. The the, the it's worthy of you know it's celebration. You know, um, um, if you're just sloshing it down, then blend is 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 fine. Brent is probably best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 totally. You'll save yourself a few quid anyway. Brent with a lot of water, you save yourself a hangover in that's, the morning. And that's why we have decanters in Scotland, right? We created that so no one knows <laughs> yeah. what it is. We're giving out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, um, but if you're if you're if you're celebrating the new year, um, you know you want a, a special whiskey, and I think also you want. Some, I would say that you you want a. a, a, a Whiskey with a big flavour, mm. you know, and I'm talking about either a smoky whiskey um, or a sherry style mm. whiskey. Um, so, um, I mean, the one, the one that we're looking at here is 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 um, it's a Lagavulin. I have to say that Lagavulin, Lagavulin 16, is my favourite Isla malt, and I have. Privileged to taste an awful lot of them. And I, See, I, I, I told you, Daz. I, I, I adore. I adore. Yeah. <laughs> Daz and I have this argument all the time, Charlie. There you go, I'm right. Well, I'm going to keep it in the family because I've, <laughs> I've always been a big fan of Kalila and I like the cleaner, lighter style. Yeah. I do. And, and it's funny because you mentioned earlier, Pierrick, whose name is on this bottle, was a distillery manager at Kalila mm. and now, now he's at Lagavulin. So maybe now that he's there, I might start liking Lagavulin a little bit more, yeah. <laughs> but you know, the does the the, inter the interesting thing is that of course the mash, the the the, the peated grain that they use, the malt, mm. the, the the degree of peating that they specify, is precisely the same for Lagavulin. And, yeah. And, and, oh, it's the same Kalina. product that goes to each distillery. 
But how it's treated within each distillery is obviously it, it, changes there. It's, 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 it's extraordinary. Yeah. It really is extraordinary. They're so different yeah. from one another. Yeah. In so yeah. many ways. Yeah. But and, and I, I didn't I didn't want to say that they're very mysterious about the um the cask um profiles, yeah. you know. I'm I'm sure that Lagavulin generally the standard Lagavulin is the sixteen year old has a bit of sherry cask. Mm. Maureen Robinson doesn't like sherry casks. Mm -hmm. and she's, she's coming around. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually. <laughs> but the, the um, I mean, Kalila for me is sort of smoked meat and mm. sometimes smoked cheese. Yeah. Um, um, so it's got, it's, it's got the smoky. La, uh, and, and occasionally more medicinal. Mm. Uh, Lagavulin has greater depth. No doubt. And yeah. it's got it's got it's got red fruits and it's got it's got all sorts of stuff before you get the uh, the smoke, and the you know the smokiness is very very positive very mm. I mean the the uh, malt advocates course that we talked mm. about you mentioned earlier on the the we would arrange all the Isla whiskies the the were seven distilleries in those yeah. days and the um, and the we tried to arrange them for a, the, the final tasting at at Lagoon so, yeah yeah. Um, in 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 the range of um, smokiness, so you'd go, you know, Brachadi, Berhaven, um, mm. you know, Beaumont, whatever, and the, um, you know, even the big pungent ones like Ardbeg, um, um, didn't come across as, or indeed the um, um, Octomore, I mean um, Brachadi Octomore, yeah. you know, didn't come across as as in on the on the mouth, the palate, the the. Uh, as smoky as 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 uh, Lagavulin sixteen, yeah. But it was a very sophisticated smokiness. It was a it's a much more integrated fragrant. smoke. It, and it, it's and just it is, and it is, it's, it's, and the smoke is the phenols within smoke deliver in so many different ways. Mm. It can be toasted marshmallows. Yeah. It can be rubbers. Yeah. You know, it can be burning grass. You know, there, there are so many mm. ways that smoke. And actually, even you see that in Lefroy, actually, you see a mossy kind of green yeah. smoke sometimes coming well, through. Well, yeah. well, I mean, Lefroy, for me, often the young Lefroy mm -hmm. is co smoke. Yeah. 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 And I mean, it's a, it's a full on, if you yeah. really want a full on impact. Yeah. Um, and that's why they, they, you know, it's either you love Marmite, you know, you love it or hate yeah. it. Yeah. You know, mm. the, the, uh, yeah. Um, Marmite's a great analogy. I always say that with yeah. Isla whiskey. Yeah. But like a villain is, it's, it's the it's the sophisticated Eile. I always, and I, when we used to do tastings yeah. with Lagavulin and things, and people would, you know, ask, you know, well, help us ex help us understand where Lagavulin sits in terms of Eile style. And I'm like, look, it's really the Petrus of Eile. It's it's it's, it's this it, it's this sophisticated, elegant at times, but bold at times, you know, and and it depends on what what one you're tasting. But generally, I think that's what it is. It's it's a bit of a mythical beast, and and it's delicious. It is delicious. It's yeah. like I say, it's not my chosen Eilie single malt, and I think the reason is is because it is a little bit too complex. Sometimes you don't sit mm. back and have a couple of glasses of Lagavulin yeah. and don't really think about it. You actually have to engage mentally a little bit, academically almost, to sort of go. It's tough for you, mate. Oh, it is tough. Yeah, it is. It's like I said. <laughs> It's a thinking whiskey. There's no doubt about it. Well, know? see, if you if you're capable of thinking, uh, I'm not. Uh, I'm not. Uh, that's uh, the problem. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking. Nice, uh, nice dig there, Charlie. Yeah. Like, uh, uh, 
off, 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 off the belts. I yeah, was going yeah, to say. Yeah. Well, yeah, I'm especially if not capable. Want, no, no, having, just don't, don't say after the belts. Yeah, just yeah, stop yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A contemplative whiskey. You see, yeah. the the, the um, um, maybe maybe Lagavulin would be one. The and I must say that we we we're looking at this. It's a 13 year old. What this this the jazz festival edition that we did. We talked about. We just it. talked about it. It just a got released. Of episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So uh, honestly, I can't remember. I did a whole like taste note thing on it, mm. but uh, I can't remember what we said and it's what we talked about. It's 54.8 percent um, alcohol. No. Um, a bottle for this year, 13 years old. Um, and as, as you say, it was, it was bottled for the, for, to celebrate the jazz, jazz festival. Um, and I must say, I think it's a cracking dram. We've, we've, yeah. I haven't tasted it until now. And the, um, yeah. it's, it's lovely texture, lovely mouthfeel. Um, but that, uh, Charlie, have you heard that they're gonna, Isla are going to change the jazz festival next year? Mm-hmm. To the Daz Festival. Oh, ah. oh, there we go. I like it. I like it. Great. Yeah. And what what, 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 what what will be your obligation? Every, si- yeah, yeah. Every, every single Isla whiskey will just have a release with Daz's face yeah. on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's um, let's go back. You mentioned something there that, and this is what Hogmanay means. I think when I think about Hogmanay, you talk about contemplative whiskey, a whiskey where you sit and you actually think. Hogmanay is not all about looking forward. You you do have to look back a little bit, don't you? And you, it's quite a nostalgic thing. You you reminisce. You think of the people that you may have lost that year. Um, I I, yeah. I I'm not the at the bells. I like to sit on my own. Actually, I, I'm not one for going around high fiving everyone and hugging everyone. I kind of like yeah. to be on my own. Just have a little think about what's happened the year before. Maybe some of the stuff that's going to happen at the time. But yeah, it's not. It's happy. But it's kind of, it's also a bit sad. It's a double-edged sword. Oh, I know, I know exactly what you mean. Mm. And uh, and this is definitely this is a contemplative whiskey. Mm. So it's it's not when you're roaring around and, and visiting people. Hey, you wouldn't want to share this because this is, no. not, this is really just for a couple of good friends. Yeah, and, the, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, um, and the and it is contemplative. And the, uh, the so 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 and I think by that you see by that time by, by post midnight. Um, you're looking for a a, 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 a positive and obvious mm. flavour, you know, smoky in this case, mm-hmm. um, and you might you might also uh, I would think of Dendronic. I'm a great fan mm. of, of of the Allardyce. Yeah, Dendro- it's eighteen. That's eighteen. Glen- yeah, yeah. Dendronic yeah. eighteen, fantastic whiskey, mm-hmm. big sherry style, mm-hmm. and I'm also the one the, the the third one that I would throw in is um, which I'm also a great fan of is um, Glen Scotia's, um, uh, what do they call it? The, Is it the, the Victoriana? Victoriana. Yeah. No age statement, but it's yeah. a lovely whiskey. Stunning whiskey. It yeah. really is. It's a cracker. But they, they've, um, I, was, I was chatting with a couple of the guys at Glen Scotia just yesterday and reviewing their year almost, you know, just sort of talking out loud to one another, going, leave distillery of the year. Um, 25 year old one single malt whiskey of the year. Yeah, I know. Um, what a record. Every list of top 10s and top 20s, there's a Glen Scotia in there. Um, I, I went to the Black Cat on Rose Street a couple of weeks ago. Uh, just I was just doing some work from there and I thought, I'm going to order a wee whiskey. I got chatting to the guy and he was like, Have you tried the Glen Scotia seasonal edition or whatever it's called? And oh, it was a blockbuster. Yeah. I mean, I was kind of taken aback just by the, the quality. Mm. And Glen Scotia as a distillery, 
flying the flag for Campbelltown as Springbank have done almost on their own for so so long. Mm. It's superb. I mean, really, yeah, I think oh, they've done a de- definitely job. zero to hero for this year. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm not right. sure zero. Well, zero is zero. Yeah, yeah. That's I mean, harsh. They're, 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 they're <laughs> old school, but you know, I mean, yeah. for for us, I think presence within the whiskey world. Yeah, yeah. This year has been an amazing year for them. Yeah. Good for them. Mm. I mean, yeah, yeah. They're, they're producing some good stuff and Ian McAllister's a lovely, lovely guy. Yeah. So, Charlie, we're going to finish off here, but one of the things we do in the episode is interesting facts will not get you any friends in the bar about whiskey. Now it's time for some interesting whiskey facts that definitely won't get you any new friends on a Friday or Saturday night while standing in a bar. Might work on a Monday or Tuesday, though. Many years ago, I was, I was stalking shooting deer up at stags up in, on Speyside. I took my stag, uh, I was with the, the, the chief stalker, and he, um, we went back, I, I, I killed my beast, thank God, you know, cleanly. And we went back to his house, and the, about, it was about, about tea time, about five o'clock, and he handed me a, a bottle, an unlabeled bottle, standard liquor bottle of um, brown spirit. Right, come on. You think you know about whiskey? Tell me, tell me what this is. You see, and the um, so I poured dram and the what I can say by the, by the color that it's come from. It's a single cast bottling. It comes from a, 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 a European oak sherry, ex sherry cask, and the um, I guess it's about ten, maybe ten, twelve years old. The uh, and uh, it's a cask strength, it's a natural strength, obviously. And the um, and I knew that the nearest distillery to that particular place was Glenfarclas. Mm. Um, and at that time, they, they, they were selling casks. I said, and I think it's a Glenfarclas, you see. So then, the, the, an hour or so later, the, um, my host, who who'd invited me to go stalking, with the junior stalker, who was a guy called... Willie Grant, who was 86 years old, and the uh, <laughs> wonderful guy. And so the, the uh, and Brian Hamilton, the poured drums for these and said, come on, Willie, tell us what this is. And he said, the first thing he did was to shake it vigorously, mm. you see. See the beading. And, uh, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the, and then he, then, then he, he looked at the car and said, ah, it's, it's, a, it's a sherry cask. And the, uh, um, and then, then he shook it and he says, uh, I would guess maybe 55% alcohol and the natural strength. And the, uh, then he tasted it, he says, uh, it's a grandfather and it's 12 years old. <laughs> no. and, and he was right in every particular, you know. Oh. And I said, Willie, what's this business about shaking the bottle? He says... He says, you, you, you think yourself a whiskey expert, he says, and you don't, you don't care about the, uh, the beading, mm-hmm. you know. And, the, uh, so the, uh, and I said, well, no, tell me about it. And, of course, the, the, later I, I discovered that this was a very primitive way of assessing quality mm-hmm. because you do not get bead um, under about 30% alcohol. Mm-hmm. And so it tells you that it's high strength. Um, but also, if the beads le- linger on the surface of the liquid, it tells you age. Because you can shake a you can shake a bottle of New Make Spirit at sixty two, whatever, and the um, and it fizzes up and it disappears. 
the interesting fact is that the if you the, the, the if you if you shake a bottle of spirits, you learn an awful lot just from the appearance. And if you do it in a posh restaurant, um, and when they cut divan or cut the, the, all the, the all the uh, um, digestives um, come in, mm. and you start shaking the brandies, shaking the almonds, and shaking the whiskey, <laughs> the, the sommelier is horrified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go, guys. Interesting fact from Charlie McLean that probably will get you some new friends in a bar. You can just show them. You might, you, might lose mean, a, you might lose a few friends in the Sinelli <laughs> yeah. and uh, bartending. Bartending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck are you doing in my bottle? Yeah, yeah. Stop shaking my bottles. Uh. Well, Charlie, thank you so much yeah. for being on the episode. Uh, Boys. Really appreciate your time. As always, amazing to chat to you. It's been absolutely great. It's been lovely. It really has been. A few nice drams to bring in the bells with as well. Yeah, good mm. way to, to spend a wee day in December, right? Yeah. I hope so. Yeah. Great hey, to see you, my friend. God Slange. bless you. Cheers, Slange. cheers, cheers. I've still got my um, my blood and sand. Oh, lovely! Uh, Hear that drum chime. Was, was it that bad? <laughs> <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Mm. 